Sir Charles, aka Capo, I'm in the building. Yo, it's stuck in the middle. You know, we got a good episode coming up. But before we get into who my guest is and why we're here today, yo, make sure you visit www.sitmpodcast.com to shop your exclusive merch. You know, this is our five-year anniversary. That is the fuel that drives this machine. So if you want to make sure that you're supporting us, go to that website, buy some free merch, stay tuned to everything that we got going on, hit the ringer bell, the notifications, stay all up to date with everything stuck in the middle, and make sure you support us. But yo, details to come out on our five-year anniversary coming up soon. But back to my host, or uh, back to my guest, excuse me, back to my guest. The lovely, lovely Miss Carol. How are you doing today, Miss Carol? I'm doing great. I'm recuperating. I know. Get back in the mix of things, but I'm doing great. Thanks. I know it's a lovely, lovely Sunday, but we had a hell of a Saturday night. <clears throat> We're just gonna um, hoover over that. But it's great Sunday so far. Nah, for sure, for sure. Thank you for coming out to see the team. You know, I really appreciate you for coming out. Of course, and, thank you and, for having me. Of course, you know, jumping onto the platform. So, first things first, you know, for the people that don't know you, who is Miss Carol? <sighs> okay, I'm a lot of things, but um, Carol is um, striving entrepreneur. Um, I'm also into IT. I do project management. Okay. I am a daughter, one of ten. Okay. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> yes, I have ten siblings. So I came from a huge family. Um, I own a catering company. So, like I said, I'm, I have a hat with a lot. A lot going of different on. hats. Yes. Okay. So wait. So you are from Sierra Leone. A and guinea guinea okay shout out to my sierra leonean guineans out there hey. bop, bop, bop. okay so you rep you repping what tribe exactly uh timmy and so so hey shout out to my timmy yes, yes. okay 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 so so wait your mom is my mom is timmy and my dad is so so okay okay yeah. so technically you're more guinean than you are no, no, no. I'm technically more Sierra Leonean. I was definitely born in Sierra Leone. Okay. okay. And um, I'm more, cl I'm closer to my Sierra Leonean side, clearly. I know. I see so. you. I see you travel a lot, like back and forth. So you're, you're there very often. I do. I started actually about, I would say two years ago. Like okay. that's when I actually went back for the first time in like since I was like a kid. Mm -hmm. So, um, and when I went there, the vibe is different. I mean, out there clearly is completely different from where we have here. So I found a new sense of appreciation. Um, so that's what kept me going back there. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's literally like detoxing from America a little mm -hmm. bit. So yeah, there's more there. I will keep going. I actually have a trip coming up too. You don't have to tell the people where you know, if you don't want to, but where do you typically, you know, hang out and in, in when you're in Freetown? When I'm in Freetown, um, the or first... Or not Freetown, just... Sierra Leone. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I found out on my last trip that the um, the islands... Mm -hmm. Yes, because Sierra Leone has a lot of islands. Mm -hmm. And it's so much better out mm -hmm. there than, like, the city. Because the city is so compact. Right. And there's so much going on. And then, like, everybody that came from overseas down there tried to, you know, do their <laughs> flexing. <laughs> do their and I'm over there, like, I just want to enjoy. I just want to, like, recuperate and Live just life. appreciate just the authenticity of, you know, being in Africa. So the islands gives you that. Like, it's super chill. I'm, like, eating 
organic food which mm. makes my skin glows so i love it but mostly the islands i've been to a few of them too like Bure island banana island even. oh yeah yeah i've been there I'm very familiar. Um, yeah i been island around. hopping in Sierra okay that's mm. what's up that's and what's the up. villages too honestly um my dad when my parents went my dad actually moved to Sierra Leone. Mm -hmm. That's how he met my mother. Okay. Um, so he was also a teacher. Okay. And he taught in like some remote villages. Mm -hmm. So that's where he made his most impact. And so when I go, I try to go to those villages, you know, just see what's going on up there to give him an update up here because he can't really be traveling down there anymore. I know. It's kind of like changing of the guard. Like when you're younger and you're going to Freetown frequently back and forth or when you were there and then now you're coming back or whatever the case may be, you yeah. have to now assimilate into yeah. that role. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy experience. It is. It mm -hmm. is. And I wouldn't change it. It's amazing, honestly. For sure. So the whole reason, you know, why we brought you here, I've been watching you for some time. I think I forgot how I came across you, but I remember, um, you know, I just remember Maven's Kitchen. Okay. Maven's Kitchen, Maven's Kitchen. And I was like, yo, this girl is doing her thing. I think the first time was across uh, Afro Brunch. But we'll, before we get into that, Ooh, yes. I just wanted to know, okay, first things first, like, how did you come about with Maven's Kitchen and, and where did your passion for cooking come from? Okay, so I, growing up, I was a picky eater. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also like number nine out of ten kids. <laughs> right. So my dad thought I was the last girl. And so I'm super daddy's girl. My mom, mm, if she cooks, and I don't eat too much spicy food, mm -hmm. like pepper. But you know Africans, we eat a lot of pot food. So I wouldn't eat some of the food that my mom would make. And my dad would just be like, here, um, go get, you know, <laughs> here's something. You go do your own thing. So I'll go get my own you know, food uh, items or whatever, and I'll come and cook. Mm -hmm. Started cooking like that, just putting in what I believe I would want it to taste like. Um, and then over time, of course, as I got older, it started making sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like my food is now tasting a lot better, you know. Um, and also my sister's husband, he was a professional chef, okay. but I'm an American chef. Mm -hmm. And then my mom is a house, It's a, she's a home mom, so she mm -hmm. cooks dinner every day. So the two of them cooking here and there, I, and that's why my food is like a fusion of African and like an American food. Mm -hmm. So it's not typical African food, and then it's not like typical American food either. So you get the best of both worlds. Um, long story short, I started cooking around like for friends and families, and then immediately I was like, oh, this is going far, and I love it. I... I could cook and fill out this whole room and it, it won't feel like work. <laughs> it won't feel like work. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is passion. It became, you know, it started becoming passion for me. And I just built off of friends and family. I was like, all right, let me register because it's food. Mm -hmm. Anything dealing with food, you want to be on the right track because anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Allergies, all sorts of things. So I registered my business and, um, it just took off. Thankfully, there was a Sierra Leonean event that happens every year. It's called AWO. Mm -hmm. AWO. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That same year that I registered my company, um, they had the event. That they also. were first, like one the, of their first. I don't even know if it was the first, but they mm -hmm. had it and they reached out to me. We go from there. So just build up from that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's how I started okay. with Megan's Kitchen. Well, the that's how Mavis Kitchen got started. got started. Okay, so did you? Uh, I, so you had a passion for cooking growing up. Did you ever want to pursue that, like um, 
through culinary art school or anything like that? Um, no, but actually, as of recent, I do. I have been thinking about it, contemplating mm-hmm. on taking even just, cur- you know, little simple courses here and there, um, just to get more into the generics of like foods. And you know, um, right now, I'm honestly not doing so much catering mm-hmm. for events. Um, I'm more so now doing things that I can build off of like residual income from the food that the brand that I've developed. So, right, um, I, I see that. Yes, (laughs) there's a lot coming with that. So, yeah, yeah. no, definitely. It's it's a big transition. You know what I mean? So I I just kind of wanted to talk about history because you've you've been someone that I've seen constantly elevate year after year after year. So you registered Mabin's Kitchen like, what, want to say 2017, 20? Oh, no, no, no. no. I registered Mabin's Kitchen probably 2015 or 16. Yeah, because I know I think that's when I came across you was like 2017. Yeah. Something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So when did you? I, I guess you had been cooking for you know all this time. When did you start taking? I guess catering seriously. Was it the A wall? Yeah. Well. So once I one of my friends, she really loves like food, and she really loves my food. And her, she was dating. Um, I think the cousin of the vice president of Uganda. Mm-hmm. So they had him. They invited him down here for. They were on their independence weekend. Mm-hmm. So I went and they wanted me to cook. And I mean, they were blown away. And they're not Sierra Leonean either. Right. So it's like completely different, East Africa. But they love it. And they were all like, you need to register. You need to register and just make this into a thing. Don't do anything else because food is your thing. So they kept putting that in my head. And I'm like, mm. I was just doing it for passion. And I love the cooking, okay. but I could do it. But you know, African parents... When they think of careers, mm-hmm. cooking is not, is not <laughs> one of them, okay? Trust me, that's something we know very Absolutely. well Absolutely. So I had to kind of shove it, you know, shove it away in a little bit and just, like, focus on school and trying to establish a secured, what they believe is a secured career. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but eventually as I get this catering gigs and I'm like, this is good money mm-hmm. and i love i love 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 making money okay so i just i took it to registration and then when they hit me up to do that event mm-hmm. it was a big event because this is almost um 500 people right. for my first time also it was crazy so i had to put together a team really quick most of them i've already known them i went to high school with some of these people or just mm-hmm. people around me and i'm like okay let me deal with people that I know at least as a startup and once I put the team together that first event was seamless and I was like and I can make this much and give this much time to it dope so I got straight into it very serious no I, I, I definitely feel that you know what I mean um I was gonna ask so you you were put you were kind of thrown into that situation where you had to make shift for an event for like 500 people and did you have like any guidance that you like seeked out to like okay you know this is my first time catering an event is there someone you know that you look to to kind of give you an advice as to how you should go about that make sure all your ducks was in a row or was it kind of like a learning process for you um it was definitely a learning process for me but of course you know um, along the way, I've been looking into other caterers, you know, um, I look, I watch a lot of cooking shows and so on, but I'm also, I was in school for project management. Right. So I have, I know what it takes to 
manage a project right. like that. And so it's literally checks and balances. Um, and it was easier for me. I, that helped a lot as far as planning it and making sure that it just goes um, as. And also with catering, you're asking the client, you know, they tell you what they want, mm -hmm. right? Other than the food part where, you know, the taste has to be immaculate, you pretty much listen to what they want and you give that to them just make sure that the food is good but um i was able to capture whatever they were looking for and from there i got like several other actually gigs from that event because a lot of people you know were taking my information and it just blew from there honestly facts you know your work speaks speaks for itself right and i know it speaks for itself because i needed you to come on here and make sure you let the world know who has the best jollof rice because you've won multiple competitions yes using sierra leonean of course jollof rice recipe of course okay of course. so let's let, let's get into it let's let's talk about it so first and foremost at one point did you at what point did you feel comfortable i guess entering into competitions and then obviously i know you've won but how many have you won in and What's been your most treasured competition that you've won? Um, I think that this last one that I did with Jollof Festival is mm -hmm. my most treasured just because Sierra Leone is very small compared mm -hmm. to like Nigeria and Ghana and all of these popular countries that believe they have their best Jollof. Mm -hmm. Cameroon also. <clears throat> but Does Cameroon even have Jollof first? They do. They, they actually do? do. Yes. Yes. I've so never. In my book, because I have a book coming out, my book of Jollof. Hey, let's talk about it. Listen, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with Sierra Leone having that disadvantage with the smaller population, mm -hmm. um, when we when i was asked to do the competition i told them that there's only one way that i'll do it and if they do a blind tasting mm, okay. i believe because with the thing with nigerians and Ghanaians and, and just with people in general they're going to rep for what you know they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're they're own. Yeah. and we know nigerians particularly are very patriotic Nigeria, not kind of exactly yes. exactly so i was like there's no way i'm not gonna waste my time to cook when i know really my jollof really is better than all of their tomato and rice that they have there because it's really not jollof um i do still love all my Ghanaians, my nigerians just for the fii but um, we're just talking facts, and we're talking jollof, and mm -hmm. tomato and rice oh, is not jollof. You so, got You preaching to the choir right, right now. Right, right, exactly. So I know this, and I was really like, you're not gonna cheat me off. And when I asked for the um, blind tasting, I said they can rep by colors, mm -hmm. so they agreed to it, and we did it, and we won. So it's Absolutely. treasured because, and it's the only competition that they've done that's blind tasting. Mm -hmm. We won. Exactly, it, it speaks for itself. Like I said, you don't you don't have to fight nobody. You don't have to tell nobody. No. You know, it, it's clearly. So wait, how many countries entered? Just so, just so. We I was in a lot of countries, and it was multiple cooks, right? It was multiple cooks, except they get narrowed down to like mm -hmm. top five, and then like from there they pick. Mm -hmm. But it was a few countries. It was about the last one. I think it was about nine countries: mm -hmm. Cameroon, Ghana, Senegal, Gambia, um, Sierra Leone, of course, Liberia, and Nigeria. We know, so they were all in. There. okay and then okay so so like i said prior to you being asked so you were you were, you've always been approached for competitions yes, or both did of you ever them feel confident actually approached okay 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 so um 
I guess, you know, we we know it we I guess know that Sierra Leone has one of the better tasting uh meals out there. So a lot of people will say that, you know, they're not familiar with uh Sierra Leonean recipes outside of cassava leaf. Most people say if you really know, some people know potato leaf. Mm-hmm. So what are some other Sierra Leonean dishes that I guess are popular that I guess you would enter into you know, competitions to make sure that people are aware of these different recipes. I mean, uh, it's definitely with, with Sierra Leone. We have, I don't know how many competitions they're doing out there other than jollof, which is very common within West Africa in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like, say for example, when you say cassava leaves or potato mm-hmm. leaves, it's mm-hmm. only like between. It'll be between like Liberia and Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to find competitions that would circulate around other countries because mm-hmm. we don't really share the same foods. But I would say something like fufu, like a goosey or something, okay. because a lot of our different countries do that but mm. whatever i'm not really too familiar either with like so many Sierra Leone like traditional recipes okay but um yeah so but either way the ones that i do know the popular ones the cassava leaves potato leaves like peanut butter soup too mm. that's popular but yeah i'm down for any competition honestly with food i feel like there's a lot of they, I, you're right in the sense that there's a lot of similar um, ethnic foods that we we might share in common. So one thing I've learned, like for example, Cameroonians have this one thing called this one meal called arrow, right? Mm. Me personally, I wasn't a fan of it in the beginning, and it took some time to get adjusted because you know people make things differently. Right. And um, arrow is the closest thing to potato leaves as possible. Okay. Like it tastes different. Mm-hmm. It's cooked different. But, but it's it's it's, it's very similar. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So that's something oh, cool. to me that I would like. Yeah, trust me, I, okay. I I know some people. We'll, Ooh, we'll okay. talk. We'll talk. Okay. So that, that was another question I was going to ask you. Like, do you are you a fan of other cultures' food? Like Absolutely. Other? Oh my god! Like I am planning a tour to go around just eating food, mm-hmm. literally. So, um, but it's also part of the book that I'm working on for mm-hmm. Joloff. Um, it's really the book is really done. However, um. I wanted to add like more authenticity to the book and that's why the countries that I did feature in the book, I want to travel to those countries and get their recipe from their perspective also and then include that just to add credibility and contents. But um, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely open to trying trying other other food. So um, let's, let's jump back into it. Afro brunch and chill, right? Who was the team behind that at the time? It, it seemed like it was taking off right before COVID hit. So who was the team behind that? And is that something that you're looking to bring back? Yes, yes, yes. That's part of why I'm even here on this trip is to um, make certain meetings, arrangements to kind of get bring that back. Mm-hmm. Um, Afro Brunch really started after the win, the Jollof win. Mm-hmm. And... Again, the reason why that win was so um, impactful is not only when I went to Sierra Leone, crazy, right? Um, on my way from the airport, I heard on the radio, oh, our sister is co- it's coming back home, blah, blah, she won the Jollof for Sierra Leone. So I didn't even know, and I'm like... You know, Sierra Leone knows how to support our own. You know, we are they big, do. big And I was like, yeah. oh my God. They, it, it was so crazy because I'm like... I don't really know people other than family in Sierra Leone because mm-hmm. I left so young. So I'm like, they know, they know about this. Then when I got in, I happened to talk to one of the CEOs 
um, for one of the biggest Sierra Union TV networks. And he's like, oh, yeah, we showed it on TV because it was BBC actually featured an article on that Jollof. Right. Because they were like the underdog, you know, mm-hmm. came up. Yeah. So it was, it, I mean, it went, there was so many articles and the ambassador for Sierra Leone even called me too because they heard about it. And so that after that win, a lot of people, I guess, with the with social media now, everything going far and Sierra Leone being a small country, I keep getting like people reaching out to me about where they could get my food. And I don't have a restaurant at the time because I'm still in school and working. And so um, I was only catering, you know, and I wanted to provide something for my customers where, you know, they can enjoy my food it doesn't have to and also with catering i only cater a certain amount like i don't cater for small super small events Mm -hmm. so i wanted to give those people a chance to also try my food and that's why i came up with afro brunch and chill once a month you know just have a day party Mm -hmm. and have like just food everywhere music games just something really fun and refreshing mm-hmm. just enjoying the food and immensing yourself in the culture too so Who, who's the team that was pushing that with you um the well i worked with a bunch of promoters mm-hmm. um because so, you were doing it at Caldi's, or was it multiple venues? I did do it at Caldi's, but the first one that I did was at Aerospaces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely mm-hmm. packed mm-hmm. out, and I was like, oh, my God, we need a bigger space. So then we moved to Caldi's and do it at their rooftop, too. It was also a pretty good setup, so I was just trying out different venues mm-hmm. um, to see where it really looks fitting. Appealing, yeah. Right. I was going to ask, because... Um, does it does it make it look does it make it challenging because you know with venues like Caldi's, Palaces, basically everywhere downtown Silver Spring or even DC, there a lot of these lounges are also attached restaurants. So does that make it even more difficult, or does that push you to want to create your own restaurant? Well, the rest, the whole restaurant idea, I think I had it when I was when I first started with the cooking because mm-hmm. I was like excited about it. And then now, as I've gotten older, and of course, my hats are like in everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not gonna have time to do a restaurant, and restaurant requires so much time because mm-hmm. it's something that's very tedious. Like it requires you to be there 24/7, you know. And I'm in a um, professional environment where I do have the flexibility, but not to an extent where I'll be able to run a full end restaurant. So when I do do the events at these venues, um, we do a deal. Mm-hmm. We struck a deal where on a Sunday, for example, um, what you will be able to do on your own day party is definitely not compared to having a packed out event where you 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 know you have a certain percentage with drinks. It was a it was a, a, a win win for both the venue and myself. So it was easier for me to, and it's so crazy, all the venues that I've been to, the owners will come and join the food. They were like, oh, we love this food, no wonder. Um, and even Cali's now, they feature my jollof. Okay. In their menus. So okay. That's, that's, a, that's another thing. Let me, let me actually, since you're on that, mm-hmm. right? So do you, one, you outsource your recipes mm-hmm. to, so like you feel comfortable outsourcing your recipes to other people? Absolutely. That's why I'm doing it. For I'm fee, doing it for the people. For, like, how do you... Like, oh, well, of What course. does that process look like? <laughs> the process with that is definitely for a fee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's business. So I'm like, I'm not do, I'm not being creative. It's, mm-hmm. Cooking is art. 
Mm-hmm. You know? So you'd be like it's, three-fourths teaspoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Most of my recipes down-packed. I even have an app where I store all of them. Okay. Everything to a T. Because wow. I need, if I'm not there, you can cook. Mm-hmm. Even the book that I'm doing on Jollof, what I pictured was a Caucasian man who knows nothing about African food <laughs> to be able to cook that food from beginning to end. You know? So it's definitely broken down with measurements and everything. That that's dope. So that actually swings me into Maven's uh herbs and spices because yes. we're talking about our Caucasian brethren that uh for lack of a lack of a better term, lacked bland lack taste. Taste. Lack taste. So these herbs and spices, not only have you given them the measurements, but these are actual spices that you use in your everyday cooking absolutely and like two of these this mm-hmm. one and this i call these the maven special blends okay because these from scratch like say for example the paprika cayenne pepper you can always get it from your okay. local what store. flavors are those so these are so these are special blends right, so it's right. a lot of different things and over the years um when i do season my food meats and so on i use of course different spices mm-hmm. put together right those different spices put together is what i just put in one container for you pretty much so you don't have to say oh let me add ginger let me go add garlic now and this everything is in one and this is really what i've been using over the years to season all my food how many how many i guess flavors do you have all all together so right here this is the rock and it comes with 20 different seasonings Mm -hmm. um these are all like literally made from the comfort of my home (laughs) wow literally so (laughs) that's a whole nother ball game of questions that i have but (laughs) I'm a, for the for for time purposes. Let's keep. It. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, so yeah. So you have twenty different flavors. Twenty different. Um. Ones. How do you deter? So you. I'm assuming you got curry. You got seasonal. Of course. Of course. Old Bay, turmeric, cinnamon. I don't have cinnamon yet. Okay. But I'm working on that. More to come. Definitely. Okay. This is three months of okay. work. So I guess I want to start three months of work. Okay. So I have a few questions. I guess the questions that I do want to ask is. How do you partner with, I guess, the like, how do you actually get the seasoning, right? That's one. And then two, obviously, you know, project management, we know how to work on projects and get all of that. So I'm very confident in your skills. But I guess, how do you determine what seasonings you want to, to make? Include, right? Or include, yeah. Okay. So when I was thinking about The Rock, and one of our slogans is that we are your spouse, your spice route. Mm-hmm. So if you think about back in the day with during like imperial times, certain spices would only be available in certain regions of the world. Mm. So like cilantro, for example, you can only find in like Mexico or something, right? So um, um, entrepreneurs would use spice routes to go to these different regions to be able to get that spice and, you know, course navigate hey, with it around me something i'm learning <laughs> and so we are like we're representing we're we are your spice routes mm-hmm. you don't have to go to mexico to go get the authentic cilantro mix or paprika you come to us because we've already gone to mexico you know what i mean um so when i was thinking about doing the spice route, i thought about how i could incorporate most of the like different cultures into it, mm-hmm. right? So like I thought about curry, oh, Jamaican food, and then like I have a Tex-Mex seasoning if you want to make your burritos or tacos and okay. stuff, so including there. And then I have like, um, what is it here? Of course I have us with, see another thing with this Maybe's blend, 
So you know how Africans, we use Maggie a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maggie is very classic. I didn't want to take away Maggie because then I'm lying. that I add Maggie to my dishes. But then, by the way, my spice is all organic. And so Maggie, being that it has MSG and all of that stuff that I don't want on my food, we mimicked the Maggie taste on here without the MSG. Yo, this is a lot of science for me. So, yes, I literally did my research on this. That's why now I was even planning on taking more courses just to, you know, elaborate my um, knowledge on these. But that's part of how I was thinking about what to include and what just a little bit of everything from all over, you know, something that's universal. And then also with after this, launch now i'm also planning on doing um youtube series literally when i look at you you're like the sierra leonean martha stewart <laughs> literally I you have a whole kitchen starting a youtube channel and i'll be going over a lot of different um recipes which i'll be asking my you know my viewers what do you want to see me cook blah 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 and we'll be using the spice so okay. i have to make a universal so we got a cookbook we got the spices we obviously know you can cook we got a we got our catering business that we we don't even man that's that's residual at this point. Yes. Yes. Wow. You have a whole we lot. We have some hot cooking wares to come also. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm expanding. I'm trying to explore anything food, and then I even move on to drinks. I have detox juices also um, that are out. Even we have them now even because I try to stay on top of my health. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> after. Weekend is like coming down to the DMV. I need a good three or four day detox. And so I have this detox cleanser juice. They're like cold pressed juices Okay. that I also started. So I was, I was actually going to ask with all this cooking, right? Uh -huh. You as a woman, now you, I know you look lovely. I know the viewers can't see the, the full view. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to ask this politely. Mm -hmm. How do you, I guess, keep up with your appearance with all the cooking that you do and having to you know taste test and, and different variations of that like how do you manage yes that so thankfully i don't know if this happens to a lot of cooks but for me when i cook i'm not as enthusiastic to eat the food right mm -hmm. so thank god for that but if you're around me now you're definitely going to need to be in the gym detoxing doing everything because one thing about me if you're excited about food i'm excited about cooking it right. so i could i'm more excited about cooking for people than myself and then mm. when i'm done cooking i'll head to mcdonald's or something mm. which is really bad so um as far as keeping up with my appearances i try i work out um try to keep up now i live in florida i leave like four minutes from the beach mm. so every oh, wow. morning i try that to literally just view. either walk down there or jog down there and like just do that and then i also do the detoxing um when i started looking into that also that's how i came up with oh okay i met a couple of people who are doing it already like cold pressed juices so i wanted to like really change my lifestyle my mm -hmm. eating and lifestyle and i was like okay i'm in florida now most of the food here is like honestly i moved to florida because after sierra leone when i came back from my visit in africa 
and I went to Florida for a business meeting. Mm -hmm. And then I had like an extra day to just like roam around or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I went to the farmer's market, right? Because those are the things that I like to, like I don't like grocery stores and stuff. I'll go to like a farmer's market or like a flea market going on. And I went there and I was outside. I didn't even come in yet. But the mangoes, you know how Africa, the mangoes smell different? Yeah. And the oranges are like different. You know the difference yeah, with yeah. the food, right? Yeah. Yeah. It it's smelled almost like the yeah. ones in Africa. And I was like, oh, my God, that's mango. That's that good <laughs> mango smell. I traced it literally, and I saw a whole rack. I'm like, oh, my God, this is good. This must be organic. And, you know, Florida soil is also similar to that of ours in Africa due to the continental drift. That's a whole other thing. But anyways, um, I got, I once I smelled that, I went there. I was like, oh, my God, they have organic food. And part of why I actually moved to Florida is that. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. All right, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. Trying to get into the little, what I call the effery. So, Miss Carol, mm -hmm. I see you hopping out on live, you know, with, with my good boy, Fouad. Mm -hmm. My you know, headache. DJ Philo, you know. Philo, yes, yes. You got a lot of you got a lot of men out here show stopping for you. You know, um, these are Fuad, for example, is just my my headache. My really? online virtual headache as Fuad. Believe it or not, I've met Fuad one time. That's it. Face to face. In person, I met him one time, and he's just hilarious. I he's a breath of fresh air. And I know he got a good followers of of course Serial Union community. Which I wasn't so open open to, <laughs> but that's only because I mm. lived in Gaithersburg. Okay. Growing up here, and I never really came down to PG, honestly. And a lot of sale unions are down in PG here. Mm -hmm. I just started coming down here now because of the food stuff. So right. I wanted to like gain a new, you know reach out to my Sierra Union people. So I'll do the little, you know, lives with Fuad and Fila. And you know, they're big. They're like symbolic Sierra Union mm. people, you know? So yeah, but they're amazing. So, you know, they 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 kind of putting their claim on you. I don't know. Is the, is oh, the DMs Lord open? Oh, have mercy. Listen, okay. Is the DMs open? The DMs are, the DMs are, I mean, the DMs are there. They're open, but mm -hmm. I'm close-minded to them mm -hmm. because, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to be. I mean, there's a lot of bogus stories going around here, you know? Bogus, bogus. <laughs> Yo, this is, this is not no ordinary woman, fellas. <laughs> She has a business. You see, businesses. she got businesses, plural. Okay. <laughs> so please, so, wait, wait. So do you want to stay? Let me ask you a question. So are you good with like Sierra Leonean men? Do you want to stay within the Sierra Leonean community or do you feel like you want to venture on? I haven't been in a relationship with a Sierra Leonean man. Sadly. I'm hurt. Okay, no, no, don't be hurt. I'm hurt. I did talk to one. I'm hurt. No, you know why? You this is gonna blow you, right? You know, say Saloma now. No, we. but no to that. You know, let me tell you what it is. Wow. Right after high school, when I started dating, mm -hmm. like when I was in college, mm -hmm. the person that I was with, I was with him for almost eleven years. Okay. So I didn't get to like date around. Okay. And then now I'm just like, I'm open, I suppose, but. You know, but you travel a lot. Don't you, really, 
What about Sierra What about Sierra Leone? They don't. They blame. They blame you a lot for not approaching you and i'm just like what like how you get intimidated before even knowing me like so i'm like i carol, i don't understand have how you looked to at yourself it. in the mirror carol have you honestly look at yourself in the mirror okay and then how can you how can you the same way other men that were able to captivate me have done but ours, I think it's their whole, they know I'm Sierra Union, so they expected me to give them that 50% way already mm. in the beginning. But I'm sorry, because biblically, yes, I am. Wow, here we go. Christian, and I was raised here we go. with parts of the Bible. Well, all of it, they try, my parents. But mm. so I know that a man, I mean, you guys are hunters, right? Mm. And I love me a brave, hardworking, bold man. So hunt your way. Come on. <laughs> Come, come, Jesus come, Christ, come on, come no, on. Because these lives bring are getting it, serious. Bring it forward. Don't sit there and say, Carol, "Oh, I'm gonna, gonna take two steps." And then, like, I know that is very true. Not hunt your way to me. Let me make that clear. Carol, <laughs> Carol. I'm just saying. Oh if goodness. you were to approach me, but certainly men would approach you, and then they'll be like, "We," they they won't even approach you, right? They'll just be like, "You, you know, like Salomon, da 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 da," and I'm like, "What?" Is that your first thing? Is that your way of saying you like me? Because this is too different. Like coming at me and telling me what I don't like or what mm -hmm. I like, it's crazy. So what's the way to Carol's heart? Obviously, you have to be captivated. We know you that. You know what? As mm -hmm. I'm at my age today and thankful for experiences and you know different journeys, the man, one of the biggest qualities that I look for in a man is a man that's God-fearing. Okay. Um, that trickles down to a lot of other things because when you're God-fearing, then you don't do a lot of other crazy things or a lot of headaches. Um, so I definitely love a God-fearing man, but I love an intelligent man. Yeah. Um, anything for me is like something that could be explored, like whether a business or whatever. So like I want somebody that we can bounce off ideas, you know, talk about everything and just a smart person, like, you know. But you're um, also a busy woman. I am a busy woman. Uh, but if it's worth it, I make time. Definitely. If it's worth it. Okay. You know, a lot of women say that. I got my own thoughts and, and opinions with women. No, and, please release it because it really it's is. It's a lot. No. If it's worth it. I mean, why would I try to like put time to something? I don't know. My, my only issue, I guess, with women and choosing who they choose to talk to as men is okay at what point do women know or feel convinced that you know this is the guy that i'm going to take serious like I, I i always feel like a guy can come to you and of course i know guys bullshit and, and all of that that's not the part i'm talking about I'm talking about the guys that's not bullshitting right okay to you that mm -hmm. you that i who i know as carol this complete package that you are right how can i come up to you you see me right i'm like yo carol like what's up Let's talk. Let's let's take some time. Let's let's get to know each other. Right, right. How do you take me seriously? Um, okay. like I have to come all the time. I go for see you, Carol. You go you go answer me call. <laughs> you answer me text. No, you know what? You're right. And even for me personally, after I moved, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's a new thing for me, and I had just gotten out of a relationship, so I was like, let me just 
try to do what I need to do, put my energy into my creativity and so yeah. on. So meeting guys wasn't really like a priority, right? And I would say it up front too. Like if I'm in that space where I know I'm not gonna go on a, I'm not gonna put going on a date with you over me having this podcast today, okay. right? Facts, so um, when I'm in that space, if you understand it and support it, then I can I can clearly when I do have time, you're the first in line that I would think about, mm -hmm. right? Not the one that told me, oh, so you can't even make time for me when I'm talking to you. I don't know what space you're in that you have time to talk to me, mm -hmm. but I know what space I'm in, and that's why I don't have time to talk to you. But if you can't understand that, or at least get to understand why I don't have the time and be patient. So I guess being patient is also another characteristic trait that I would say I'm looking for in a man, True. especially right now as I'm building myself. You have to be patient. So the last guy that I that I last talked to, he was very patient, very patient, very loving. Um, I'm a daddy's girl. I like to be spoiled. Even though I do work hard. <laughs> there you go. Even though I do work hard. I know. You got your own money, so I, I already hard, know. Yeah. But I definitely enjoy to mm. be spoiled. Right. Um, like any woman should. Right, right, absolutely. And I'll tell you, like, what I like, what I don't like. And if you can provide that, then let's try it. Hey, we shall see. This has been Miss Carol. Yo, uh, Miss Carol, I got one more, one more question for you, right? So, you know, stuck in the middle. We This is our five-year anniversary, right? We got some events planned. Obviously, we would love for you to be a guest. But not only do we want you to be a guest, we want to possibly see if we can work in a partnership with catering but we'll talk off here i just wanted to sneak that in there because to let the people you know, know that if they're coming out about food so yes you know if they're coming out they're gonna have some fine sierra leone or cuisine not sierra leone cuisine but cuisine from a fine sierra leone woman yes yes absolutely okay. i mean i'll definitely love to collaborate with you guys on that for absolutely. sure for sure so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it yo this has been miss carol she's on what is this? I'm not even going to call this the couch shot. This is a regular interview. This is just a <laughs> casual conversation. Yes. You know, she's here with Stuck in the Middle. I'm your host, Sir Charles, a.k.a. Kappa. I got my good people with me in the building, Tutu Baby Reflex. Yo, make sure you follow us on Stuck in the Middle, SITM Podcast on all social media platforms. YouTube, hit that ringer bell, get all notifications. Stay tuned to what we have coming up. Yes. Okay? You know, where can the people follow you? I forgot one last thing. Where where can the people follow? You? Uh, definitely Miss on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at um, Miss Ms underscore Carol underscore Love, and also on Facebook Carol Love, and that's C A R O L not K. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram, and then once you're on that Carol Love page, I do on my profile. I have the rest of my other business pages entities, on there. All the entities. Yes. 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 Yo, yo, but once again, you know, I want to thank you for coming out. Thank you for hanging out with us on this lovely Sunday. Thank you. I hope the people get to see you out. And I know summer competitions are coming up, so make sure. This summer, I'm excited. Actually, you know what? Even this, so another business venture that I'm doing is crop tops. I wear <laughs> a lot of crop tops because now I live in Florida, so mm -hmm. it's hot, the beautiful weather. So I'm doing like Carol's crop tops. And I'm working with a phenomenal hey. designer. Like when I said great, he's on next level great. So we got herbs and spices, Mavis Kitchen. We have uh, Carol's cold pressed juices. Cold pressed juices, uh, crop tops. We have a book coming out on Jolly Yes. Hey, 
this woman is getting to it. Crop tops, like look at how beautiful this is. This is, I mean, this this is amazing, amazing to see. This is amazing to see. Yo, I'm your host, Sir Charles, aka Capo. I got Flex with me. I got Tutu Baby. Miss Carol has been with us. She's a lovely, lovely, lovely host. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. Once again, this has been Stuck in the Middle. Hope to see you guys later. Bye. It's Fizzy Bits.